broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Good Monday. Welcome back. Shaking off the cobwebs from spring break. A little chilly weather as you walked outside this morning, huh? One last bout, guys. Don't bitch, but embrace. After this, it'll get hot. You'll get angry. Or at least I will. On Twitter, it's at J. Cameron Show. Tom from the house today. Director Matthew here in person. Soon, Tom, soon. Why don't we do some updating, shall we? we got updating to do, but, I mean, we've got a draft party to consider here soon enough. Not that far away. Golf tournament and the goodness therein. I uh, had a chance to play with uh, our, our good friend Andy from Orange Theory Fitness uh, at the end of last week over at uh, Capital City Country Club where the JCS War Chant uh, Golf Tournament will take place. The course was in terrific shape. We had a great time. Put me further in the mood to do some more golfing as the days get longer and the weather gets, uh, well, nicer. So I'm all in, all in. What do we got on that front? So I could tell you a couple of things. Number one, we can put up the link here in the chat in a second, but there is one team remaining for the golf tournament. One, one. team remaining. That's right. JCS War Chant Invitational, benefiting the second harvest of the Big Bend. It's Friday, April 14th. For those of you that maybe took a break before spring break even started, now you're back with us, that's something to note. We will put the link in the chat today for you. If you want to be the final team to join us, we would very much appreciate you supporting the second harvest. It's going to be a great time at Capital City Country Club on Friday, April the 14th at 9 a.m. And then also something fun going down at the CP next Thursday. Next Thursday, not March this the upcoming Thursday, but the following Thursday. Got it. The 30th of March, the 30th of March. What could that be? Opening, Opening. day, baby. Let's go. Hot dogs, oh. brews, baseball. At incredible savings as well. The <laughs> rates that uh, Bill at the corner pocket puts together for the beers, the hot dogs, and sometimes he does the apple pies. Uh, it depends. We'll see if he breaks those out this year. Americana. Live from 1 to 3, live from 1 to 3, the show on site at CP. And then I think that's uh, very nicely done on our part because our two teams kick off uh, first pitch of the season in the 4 p.m. hour. So we'll be hanging out watching baseball opening day next Thursday, March the 30th. Do you remember the year that we did this and I put the cheese, the slice of cheese on the apple pie? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was a big to-do. You, you ever get just a slice of, of, of nice cheddar on an apple pie? It's delicious, Tom. You got to heat it up a little bit. It's delicious. It's just that, so- may cost, that may cost extra, perhaps a whole 50 cents from the corner pie. <laughs> we shall see. I'm not asking them to do it. I'm just letting you know out there that if you're going to embrace all of opening day, you got to get you 
a piece of apple pie with a slice of cheese to go with some dogs. You know, my son is in New York City today. He was in New York City yesterday and the day before that, Tom, and he got he got a he got a hot dog from one of the vendors on the side of the road, as I told him to do for sure, and he reported back that it was delicious from what he could tell because his mouth was frozen. He said it's cold. It was cold up there last week, uh, but I will say towards the end of the week, it got to around 50, which for there is balmy and uh, April-like conditions. But they, those are known as dirty water dogs. Oh, yeah. Dirty water dogs. Yeah. And they are delightful. Yeah, they are delightful. So he partook. and That's a good thing. Uh, I uh, I do several dirty water dogs uh, for opening day on baseball mm-hmm. and sit back and enjoy. It's a way of ushering in a 100-loss season. All right, here we go. Let's embark on a 100-loss season, Pittsburgh. What do you say we do it again? That's right. It's okay. It's all right. But I get to flip around. I get to watch the other teams. I get to see the other people who play real baseball and invest in their team and attempt to do, you know, things like win. Okay, it's good. Uh, but we will do that on opening day. One team left in the golf tournament. Let's get it on. And there you go, the eventcreate.com slash e slash JCS golf 2023. Uh, just go find the link and copy and paste that sucker and get on in here. You got one team. That's a team of four. Let's go. Ready to get it on. And between opening day, the spring game, our tournament the day before the spring game, spring practices, this is a joyous time of year. And so far, so good for Florida State. The news is good. It's been con- particularly good when it comes to uh, those that have visited and the caliber of player that have visited. I think Florida State is, um, I mean, we talk about looking on up and things going, you know, really well. I think uh, I think things are going to continue to go in that direction. I, um, I talked to somebody today, let's put it that way, that would maybe be in the know. And they're talking about, the role that they play and their efforts to ensure that Florida State takes a step up and uh, and does well uh, in recruiting, Tom. And I think that that's going to continue to further brighten the mood of Florida State fans everywhere. I, I thought of you. I did not get a chance to text you, text you because I know you'll be angry about it, but the celebration injury to your closer in the World Baseball Classic, while frustrating, I'm sure, uh, you can't pit on the World Baseball Classic. No, and I can't pit on him necessarily. He's the one that gets mobbed. He didn't do anything crazy. So uh, it's just there are many times, usually at least once a year, where you say only the bleeping Mets, and this is we got it out of the way in March. Hopefully there isn't something like winning 101 games and losing on a tiebreaker because you can't beat the Braves once that uh, colors September of this season. Mm. But I just – I saw a tweet. We were mentioning a tweet that said uh, – it's your guys' fault for mentioning the Kendrys Morales story on the show before we went on spring break. <laughs> and I was like, what's he talking about? That can't be good. Oh, like, you didn't know it. You didn't know. You you, you weren't watching. You weren't no, locked man. into the WBC. I've been locked in. Matthew and I wrote back and forth when we had the uh, the dong, the grand slam the other night against Venezuela to get you some Venezuela moment to make it 9-7 to seven and silence those fans. It was glorious. And then, of that course, the o- beatdown we laid on Cuba last night. Woo! O2 pitch, the Venezuela game. How about two? What are you doing? O2 belt high. I jumped off my seat. I was like, no! Oh! I knew that was. I mean, you knew that ball was going to be pissed on. And it was gloriously. Wave it. Into the finals we go. Let's claim another WBC. Cha- it, has been, it has been very good. 
And I know some people get upset when guys get hurt. But if it's Jose Altuve getting hurt, you should celebrate, <laughs> which I did again. I, I do want to uh, take a look and see if I can't live uh, the Japanese pitcher tonight. The dude throws 102. Averages he, 100 on his fastball. Averages. And he's only 21 years old, and he's going to be available for uh, bidding next year in the MLB. So I want to get a good look at this guy, get a real sense of what he can do besides the old 102 down the middle, which is probably all he needs. Well, in the modern game, um, it's kind of crazy, but hitters have figured out 102 if it's straight. <laughs> if it doesn't have late life, they can hit it. It's, I wonder when it is that they're going to be able to stop hitting fastballs. Like, what's the MPH? 104? I mean, where do we got to get to? It's insane. Wow. That's where this guy's going. He's 102 at 21 years old. As long as his arm, somebody's arm is going to come out of the socket and just start flipping towards the plate at some point because we keep going and going and pushing this thing. But this dude's only 21 years old and he's hitting those numbers. I can't wait to see three, four years after his inevitable Tommy John surgery, what he does when he comes back. Somebody asked about it during the break and I'll answer it here. And I answered it on Twitter. So the signing of Baker Mayfield assured what I wanted, which was a 3-14, and 2-15 and 15 campaign. And it'll be mildly entertaining. And, uh, you know, that's all you can do. Ensure a top two pick. Because you, you don't have to have Caleb Williams. It'd be nice. But you do have to have him or May. So it's one of those two. That's all you got to do, be in those top two. I think the Bucks are going out of their way to be ensure that they – you know, if that if that's your look, if you're going to roll out there with Baker and Trask as your guys, there's a good chance you win two, no more than two games, right? Three at the most? Over under three and a half losses for Mac Brown and, and May this year in Chapel Hill. What do you think? Despite having the arguably the best quarterback in the country? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three and a half losses. Probably over. <laughs> probably. He finds a way, doesn't he? He finds. He finds. <laughs> He's like life. He is like life, Mac Brown. He just finds a way. All right, I want to do this. One position that starting tomorrow I'm going to pay closer attention to because I think maybe more than any other besides the line of scrimmage, which we continue to celebrate and get excited about, and for good reason, and we will forever mention it, it will never, never grow old so long as I'm able to talk about how good this offensive line looks. But perhaps the the, the deepest and most talented and, and interesting competition, Tom, is going to take place at a position that we didn't talk about because of the assumption of depth and health. But now I, I do find fascinating. Who is the backup behind Trey Benson? There's five dudes, four legit dudes behind Trey Benson with another one coming in. That is going to be fascinating because I can't help but believe Whoever emerges, uh, let's say, as a top four in the rotation, right? They'll all be used different ways. Like Toa Feely's not used the way that some of the other backs are used. Who's ever outside of that top four, unless you're a, a freshman, I guess. I mean, you gotta you got to figure that they're transfer candidates. I don't know how they couldn't be. And that is going to be a fierce battle because they're all good. They're all good. Like, sometimes it's depressing to watch position battles. Because the level of ineptitude is spread out evenly. So you're watching, he sucks and so does he, but he sucks too. What about that guy? Well, he sucks as well. Which of these sorry asses will emerge from this suck fest? 
Yeah, sometimes you watch that. It's disappointing. That's not the case here. What you watch now with those guys, you're like, he's really good. That guy's elite. That's an NFL player. He's playing here. Okay, what about this guy, this guy, and this guy? All right, well, after that, you got these other two dudes, and they can play. It's fascinating to me. I, I wonder how physical they'll let them be. Well, if they do let them play physically, that's advantage Kaziah Holmes because he is not afraid to lower the shoulder and just dude. drive you backwards. Now, Rodney Hill, who everybody knows I love, has the kind of speed where he can reset and calculate what's happening in front of him before he makes a decision. He has that kind of shiftiness and that ability to go from zero to 60 to where it's almost like he is. He looks like those uh, memes uh, of like uh, Winona Ryder who's on the, you know, the stage where she won the award. And he's just doing these calculations and the vectors. Dalvin had that in a way that I, I don't know that we'll ever see at Florida State again. That was unbelievable the way he could set things up because he already knew he's going to make the guy in front of him miss. It was about juking the guy 15 yards down the field. But Rodney has that shiftiness to him, and he's a little bit more physical than you think. But Kaziah is just straight ahead, so it makes me wonder what pairs with Trey Benson's style better. Mm-hmm. Is it the straight-ahead guy? Because Treshawn, Treshawn's style was perfect for the bowl game against Oklahoma. Trey Benson was a little bit more timid. The position coach, David Johnson's already talked to Trey Benson about here's all the hundreds of yards that you've lost by not just making a simple decision. And go. One of those, mm-hmm. one of those was costly against Clemson. He's going to score if he doesn't cut back the opposite way. And I think that ends up being the sack fumble on that drive a little bit later. Uh, but who is going to compliment him better? It's not necessarily who is the bet next best running back. It's just who fits that nicely. And then the other thing to consider is, with Shaheem Bell and his ability to block, are you only going to have one running back out there more often than we've had in past years? We love the two running back sets, but Shaheem Bell is an H-back tight end. We understand that. But is he your best lead blocker? Because if that's the case, then there are even less snaps to be had on the field due to the personnel that we're going to roll out. Yeah, I don't. I bet he's not. I'm going to bet he's not your best lead blocker. I don't think he will be. And I'll, I don't think they're going to use him in that way either. I don't think that you want the wear and tear on his body to be used in that fashion. I, I think it'll be more as a receiver, an occasional, you know, change up as a runner because uh, he's a big dude. But, you know, I mean, you got a big dude in Trey Benson. If you want to run and play bully ball that way, you could do that with, with Trey Benson and go heavy uh, or unbalanced and, and, and go that route. So I, I don't – it'll be interesting to see you're right, and I don't know how they're going to want to use it because they have an abundance of riches, and that is a great problem to have is trying to juggle all the talent – and properly utilize it. We have not been in that place in a long time, but that's where they're at. And they're in, in at, at running back in particular, we've ignored it a lot. I don't know that we've ignored it. I don't mean to, I guess I shouldn't phrase it that way. We've just assumed like they're deep and they're talented. So I'm not really worried about it. We tend to hyper-focus rightfully so on the areas where there's not enough. So I go, I tend to look at linebacker over and over and over again. I, I look at linebacker every time we have a com- conversation, I say, uh, uh Who's buying that guy? What do we do here? What if this guy gets hurt? Knock on wood, none of that happens because they're thin there. And running back, you're like, well, it doesn't really matter because that guy can play and that guy can play and that guy can play. But I am fascinated by the true competition of it all because somebody's going to leave here. Well, and the other part of that is you you feel full confidence in the coaching staff to scheme up opportunities where you've out-leveraged the other other side and you've got a home run opportunity. It goes for 40-plus yards. We saw that with no offensive line. We saw that with a okay, some some weeks good, some weeks bad offensive line. Now what will you see with this group? And the other question I, you could raise off of that is, 
You know how they talk about defensive interior and defensive ends, and you could go 100% for fewer reps because you have the depth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that maybe the approach at running back? There is no – if you hesitate, you're coming off the field. Well, you're going to be fresh because you're going to be – by nature, we have so many guys, we don't need you for 30, uh, 30 totes. We don't need you for 18. We need the, the 12 best touches you can give us. Yeah, you know, it's so funny with running back. Over the years, the philosophy has shifted. We know that most teams employ a two-back system, and not just because they want a change of speed and, you know, all that. They, they just know the wear and tear on running backs is brutal. Um, used to be your your feature back, as they called it, wouldn't really even start to cook until he got 18, 19, 20 carries. He felt like he needed more, not less touches. I don't know that the mindset is that way anymore for the kids that are coming up, the way it was back in the day, because they emulated the Emmett Smiths of the world and, you know, guys, Walter Payton's of the world who carried the ball 20, 25 times bare minimum. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Most guys know it prolongs their future and they can have a better NFL career if they aren't tagged with so many carries. But with this group, you do wonder, what if I'm out there and I, you know, I got eight yards on first down, I got six on second, you know, the next run. And then from there, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stockpiling. I got to come out now because we got to make sure we satiate the appetite of the other four guys that are in the rotation. They won't look at it that way. But if you try to do divvy it up drive for drive or skill set for skill set, you're just going to have a hard time to get enough touches for all these guys. You just really are. I, I, I think they're going to struggle with that. And, 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 again, it's a good problem. It's like having too many talented wide receivers who want the football. It's like, okay, well, we got too many guys, and somebody's going to be angry. Well, what do you want me to do? Yeah, that's that's the grand question. I, I agree with you, and this is my number one concern. I, I don't know that I've used this word yet, but rhythm. You know, we talk about guys getting mm-hmm. into a rhythm. Do you have such a panoply of receivers and, and tight ends and running backs that you're sacrificing – rhythm because you want to get everybody out there and keep them fresh that's that's one of those grand questions and philosophy questions that coach norvell and the offensive staff are just going to have to have an answer for before the season starts for now spread the spread the wealth spread the wealth across practice and see who stands out but ideally when it becomes about winning and losing a game that's very very important and let's say that there are 30 carries to be had in that game for florida state in the backfield how many does trey benson get is it 24 is 18 and that really that the trickle down effect of that is very important and it also will speak to Mike Norvell's philosophy on guys getting in rhythm like for mm-hmm. example last year Treshawn Ward in 10 games had 95 carries most of those games he was a starter most of those games Treshawn or, or sorry Trey Benson 154 and 13 it's a backloaded group but that's that's clearly somewhere between 15 and 20 it's just it'll be fascinating because they've never had the cupboard quite this full before. Yeah, you can go 12 12 12 12 if you want. <laughs> like if you decided to go crazy and run, well, get some of these teams that aren't going to be able to stand up against the run and you can wear people down and run the hell out of everybody you got in that. Well, even then you wouldn't get everybody. Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. What's up guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day. And I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin. 
Your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it. And I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Over under games with 300-plus passing and 200-plus rushing. Wow. That guy writes two. Um, I shouldn't be on mute. I'm not on mute, am I? Now I'm on mute. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens when we have music in the background, Momo. We have to do it because we get dinged copyright while the bumper music for the radio show plays so that's how this works if uh you don't know well two would i'm not gonna go over two if you're running if you're running to that to that level uh to that extent or if you're passing that freely you're probably not going to abandon too much i mean i guess you know the argument i get the argument you're making is that if you're blowing people out and you get into the second half, and you've already worn somebody out in the first half, and you're up 28, and you got your backups in, and you want to shorten the game, run the clock, run the football, you could do it. You could do it. And the schedule is really, you know, kind of right up there. It's understandable where you might look at it that way. As far as Life Spectator's question about the glasses, this is the sad truth of where I'm at. People on the radio can't hear this. I don't know. I'm having to wear these. I don't have to wear them. I'm wearing them to read my show notes and the chat when we're interactive and I'm getting questions. I, I have to do this now. Here's the deal. So you'll see the logo. The Jeff Cameron show logo has me bespectacled. That's the way I went. I refused for the longest to go out and get glasses. I mean, to go out and get contacts because I wouldn't uh, wear contacts. Then I learned how to do it because largely I couldn't work out or play golf or whatever with glasses on. So I got the, this is, this is how, this is getting old. This is hell. Listen to this, Matthew. This, this was, this is what awaits you, buddy. 
So I got contacts. I finally learned how to put them in. I got good at it. I don't even think about it anymore. Boom, 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 put them in. My eye doesn't flutter, any of that stuff. Haven't had to wear the glasses the last two years, really two and a half years. Every now and then it did. Your eyes get tired. You take the contacts out. You go home. Maybe you're reading a book or something like that. You throw in your glasses. Well, well, here's the deal. So obviously the contacts are prescription. So I just assumed I was never going to need glasses again unless I wanted to wear them to give my eyes a rest. Now, so a buddy of mine says, oh, no, no, you'll, you'll see. You're going to have to start wearing readers with your contacts. I was like, well, that defeats the point. I don't want to. And I think it was about a month ago I started, I was reading, I was reading notes. So I type out my show notes. I've got all these things here I'm reading. And I couldn't read a paragraph. And then I think in the last two weeks, I couldn't read like newspaper writing. I couldn't read like whatever my setting was on the internet. I couldn't even read that. It's going to hell in a handbasket. I've fallen off a cliff. And I was somewhere, I, was, I think it was at a CVS, and I just saw these readers sitting there. I was like, I wonder if I really do have to wear these with my con. Now I'm wearing both. So I grabbed these gigantic, gigantic glasses. I don't even care how they look necessarily as much as I just need to be able to read. But it def- it's the whole thing. So now I'm going to have to go back in. I have a feeling I'm destined to have to wear both forever. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, or as I should say, my friend, Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com, joins me as he's wont to do on a Monday. Hello, Ira. I'm good, Jeff. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'll be with you tonight. Good chance to promo this. We will be uh, together with a Monday smash, 7 o'clock. Looking forward to it as we get set to see this team back in action tomorrow, full pads yet again. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, you know, I think, you know, more than anything, just kind of getting back into the routine. You know, it felt like we just got, what did we get, three practices, only one of them in pads, and then, okay, we're going away for a week. So I'm just looking forward to seeing, like, getting into the routine. They'll be practicing Tuesday, Thursday, and then scrimmage on Saturday, and then you come back from that. So now we get into the real flow of competition day in and day out, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, for a good three or four weeks going into the spring game. You and me both, buddy. You and me both. I, um, I, I'm still giddy. I'm still giddy about the fact that, that we have position battle, position battle after position battle and depth of talent. I was just talking at length about the running backs and how we've glossed over the fact that, you know, they have so many talented running backs, you don't really worry about it. But behind Trey Benson, there's going to be a fierce competition. Oh, yeah, without question. It's funny, you know, I had a uh, somebody in the media – uh, national media asked me what, what you know what I thought of the spring so far, and and I said you know transfers are you know definitely as good as advertised, and then they they said well okay which transfers look good, and I started going through them, and it, by the end I had named every single guy. And so, <laughs> so now, I'm that guy. Everybody's good. Everybody's great. They're all awesome. Uh, but but really, I mean I think all of the transfers pretty much meet or exceed your expectations, and that's for a team that we already know is bringing back. I don't know, 90, 95% of its production from a year ago. So, you know, again, man, it's just kind of getting through this spring healthy and then just kind of seeing the, the position battles isn't so much like, is somebody going to step up? But maybe a one or two position. Right. But it's more, it's more just a question of who's going to win that job because there's two or three guys that probably could win that job. Is there an area that we haven't talked about, Ira, where you think there could be a, a surprise where somebody that you've thought for a while is, is kind of under the radar, a talented player, maybe you got a glimpse even uh, during the workouts and on into the first week of spring practice that you thought, nope, they're still upwardly mobile, they're going to challenge for a position and we're not talking about it, or, you know, I, I guess where assumptions have been made and, and they may not be safe assumptions? 
you know, one a big one. He's not under the radar, but he but he's also not necessarily a starter that we know of. Um, is Azaria Thomas? I mean, I just I'm dying to know what what he ends up being in his defense because again, you know, I, I don't know that he I don't know that he's one of the top two corners, uh, but I also don't know that he could be not on the field. You know, they played him so much last year as a true freshman, and you look at him now. He's more physically developed. You know he's going to be smarter because he's been in the system for a full year. And so, you know, where does he line up? Does he play some nickel? Does he get some run at uh, safety or corner? What, you know, how do they use him? Because, uh, you know, I don't know if he's one of your starting corners, but I also don't know if you can keep him off the field. Yeah, I am fascinated as well about the secondary. That's the area that we're going to watch really closely because now that they've got the pads on, you can you can see if Fintrell Cypress is every bit what he thought he would be. He looked great in shorts running around. He's looked good so far. But there are a lot of open spots and a lot of candidates to fill those open spots. We got questions in the chat about Travis J yet again. Uh, and when anytime the secondary comes up, Travis J is mentioned. And I, I know you like to laugh about it, but does he play meaningful snaps this year for Florida State? I think he does. Uh, I don't think he starts, though. I mean, I, I, I'm really high on Shaheen Brown. I always have been, and uh, now I think he's got the opportunity to really lock down a starting job. And, and I think Akeem Dent, you know, from what uh, the way Coach Norvell talked about him, the way he kind of turned around late last season and, and going into the spring and how he handled uh, the tour of duty and all that, I think they have high hopes for him. So I don't know that Travis Jay has a starting opportunity, but I think he can get on the field. He might be he might be the first or second safety off the bench, and he'll definitely play a lot on special teams. And and if that's what he does, if he's contributes and successful in that role, then you know it's still a success story because up until this point, it's mostly just kind of been you know failed opportunities for Travis Shea. Are you concerned yet about the baseball team? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I'm not a hundred, not much more than I was earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we knew the arms are going to be an issue. You lost so many of your best arms from a year ago. Uh, I think this past weekend was a perfect storm. I mean, BC is good. They're solid. You know, they, they, they won a series at Virginia Tech last week, who was number 10 in the country. They're a solid baseball team. And then if you didn't have Wyatt Crowell, you didn't have Cam Smith, uh, you, you still are trying to get back uh, DMS, uh, the, the freshman mm-hmm. fielder. You're still trying to get back, um, you know. Your catcher, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, this, this, isn't, this was never going to be a team. I didn't expect this team to necessarily be a team that, that was a top eight seed or, or was a favorite to go to Omaha. But they don't even have the team that they thought they were going to have. And so when you get the Almas Ross back, when you get Holbrook back, when you get Cam Smith back and Wyatt Crowell, get him into a routine, it sounds like from what Link was saying, you know, Crowell just hadn't he hadn't pitched and thrown he hadn't had a hundred pitch outing in a long time. And so his just it didn't it didn't bounce back that quickly and they didn't want to take any chances. So once they get him into a rhythm, now that changes the complexions of uh, of a series. So I still think that they can be much better than they've shown so far, uh, but this weekend was pretty rough for sure. Frustrating. I I think you're right. I haven't panicked any more than I was, but they still they still struggle to make routine plays, man. And that. Well, that but how much of that? I mean, I just think that's what they are. You know. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. now again, if you get a couple pieces back, that helps. But but yeah, I mean, they 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 there's certain things you got to get better personnel. It's not about it's not about strategy. Sometimes it's about getting personnel, and I think. That's going to take some time. The old inbounds analogy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They became wizards at the inbound play when they got better players, but, boy, they were incompetent when they couldn't. All right, brother, I'll talk to you tonight at 7 with the uh, Monday Smash. I look forward to it.
Thanks, Jeff. Me too. All right, brother. Be good. That's IrishFLWarchant.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just – and they've also had to play some guys kind of out of position with those injuries, so they'll move guys to a spot that's not their natural spot, and it looks like it's not their natural spot. And that's where I was going back in the last hour talking about there may be three errors written down in the, uh, in the box score or four, but then there are the plays that aren't made. And it's aggravating. It's almost like the arguments you have with friends and loved ones if you sense there's a lie of omission. That's not a direct lie, but are we not incorporating the whole story here of how this happened? <laughs> this feels like there's some lies of omission going on. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Interesting to hear Ira talk about Zaria and what's he going to become. And Tom and I were enamored with him from day one. That length, the fluidity with which he ran, the seemingly easy way he kind of incorporated or indoctrinated himself into the rotation amongst corners. And then he hit the freshman wall and kind of faded into uh, not obscurity, but into the backdrop. And then. He emerged and got opportunities and, and played pretty well with those opportunities. But you look at him, you see the length, you see the athleticism. Uh, I think he's a smart kid, too. So you, you kind of feel like that's bound to be out on the field. That's just going to have to be out on the field. I, I agree. I, he, he's, he's super talented. And I'd like him to emerge right now so we can get something out of him for the next two years. I don't think it's... There aren't too many other obvious candidates that are going to uh, supplant him in some role, right? Whether he's on the outside or he's a nickel corner, but he's he's going to play. Wouldn't you agree, Tom? Yeah, the thing I'd say is just in general, you know, one thing that I was hoping to see at the tour of duty in the first week of practice that we did see is the class of high school player, meaning the quality of the high school player is is definitely noticeably going up, mm -hmm. which is good to see uh, because you you could talk about Az Thomas and maximizing his career, but seeing KJ Kirkland up close for the first time, I'm Ooh. a big fan of Quind Quindarius Jones and the length that he brings to the table at six foot two, 200. He's already larger than AZ Thomas, and he should still be going to prom. Uh, it's just a matter of, can these guys obviously play the game and play the game? Well, 
But the body types that you're looking at now give me hope that we don't have to dip into the portal year in and year out at several position groups. We all want to see linebacker get better. Watching Blake Nicholson as he arrives in the summer and then we get to see him in fall camp will be maybe an eye toward where they're going at that position group. But I do feel that on the offensive line and also at defensive back, we don't need to be as portal dependent in the next few years. You may look for a player or two to help put you over the top, but of late, that has been a position group mm-hmm. where it feels like you, you need to be completely loaded up by the portal itself. And so, you know, if AZ could be an answer, that'd be great. But uh, across the board, I just like where a lot of these position groups are going in terms of the guys that we do bring in from high school. I asked, and other people have too, but you recall I asked Mike Norvell the philosophy moving forward on the portal. Yep. And he just kind of did admit it was a year-by-year thing um, and that they were going to continue to treat it as a year-by-year thing. But he thought, and he kind of made reference to, that, and I think he was trying to basically say without saying it, look, we we struggled. We struggled to recruit high school because we didn't have anything to show them. We, you know, from the day I got here, then we had a pandemic and I couldn't visit and get to know coaches and visit players. And then from there, so that put us behind the eight ball. Then we had a losing season. And so we didn't have proof of concept. Now we do. And along the way, behind the scenes, we have forged relationships. It's amazing how the doors begin to open when you win football games. All of a sudden, the people that didn't really have the time of day for you to sit down and talk to you, both player and coach, whether that be high school or the player himself, right? All of a sudden, they're kind of more amenable to having you come down to one of their games on a Friday night and uh, show you around and have a good time and have open and honest dialogue, right? Because if you're a good high school coach, you want more doors open, not fewer. You want more opportunities for your kids to get a scholarship and fulfill their dreams. You're not trying to isolate or alienate anybody so long as that is something that's going to be productive for the kid and, and maybe work out. So I think if everybody's on the up and up here, once you go 10 and 3 and you have the proof of concept that is so often alluded to, annoyingly so, admittedly, uh, but now that you have it and you see the successes and you see the dynamic offense and the way that Florida State is uh, kind of a buzz with expectations right now, yeah, I'm not surprised they have more options to 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 fulfill the lineup and the and the and the depth of the talent uh, through the high school ranks. Yeah, and the, and the next step for this coaching staff, reputation wise, is to prove that they can develop from the high school ranks and not put an almost ready-made project uh, from the transfer portal over the top. These are different things, and I think Patrick Sertan obviously could go a long way mm. in helping Florida State mm-hmm. when it comes to the defensive back room, and. I also do want to say they haven't been perfect, even with all the hurdles that were there that were outside of their control when it comes to high school recruiting. It's not like the only reason we haven't succeeded in the high school ranks is because of these outside forces. That's not the case. There is some onus on the staff and miscalculations that they made about kids that they could get or they couldn't get that made us look foolish in in a couple of these cycles. But I think they're getting better, and, and your margin for error is a lot wider when you win 10 games and you've got what's likely to be a top 10 team in the preseason, top 25. You just got to go and cash in on this kind of stuff and then prove that you can develop and take a player to the next level. And that's where, again, this defensive backroom, you can start the conversation completely over for just about every one of these players because they do have a new person teaching them technique day in and day out. And we really won't see the fruits of that labor 
until much closer to the spring game. We're going to see the elements that lead up to the crescendo, but you got four straight weeks of Tuesday, Thursdays, in which we go to see those practices. It's going to be fascinating to see how they look on April the 10th versus March the 20th or 21st tomorrow. Yeah, and I I think that basically uh, there, there will be some frustrations at the end of this spring as felt by those who want absolution, who want to know what's, you know, what's happening at this position group and who's the starter and who's fighting for the back. You're just not going to get it because they're going to continue to push them in that competition. You don't necessarily need to have it. You, you, yeah. you, you do need to see progress from everybody. You need to see who's in the fight. You do need to see continued growth in terms of understanding the concepts, understanding what we're asking you to do, understanding technique. But then also, they've spoken a lot about this, and I and I get it, and I think they're going to see it because competition breeds this. But they've spoken an awful lot about who is willing on a day-to-day basis to get after it. To, to go. I mean, because now you have to. Now you have to. Now I, it's not enough for me to have a good day on a Tuesday I got to have a good day on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then I got to do it again because the the margins, they're very thin right now. It's its like uh, in terms of the competition, you you got a kid breathing, breathing down your neck every time you go out there. So I, I feel like we're not going to know. They've also said this is a time to teach both fundamentals and scheme. So there'll be a lot of things still open for debate, which is fun for us in the media, fun for us to have the conversation. Uh, to be able to say, like, we, we just don't know. It looks like these three guys. It looks like these well, two guys. And it's pressure that's twofold because there's pressure on the depth chart underneath you or ahead of you if you're in the second line of the two deep. And then there's pressure on the other side of the football in a given rep because if you don't do your job right, you're going to look foolish and you're going to be embarrassed for what you were unable to do. So when you feel the pressure from those two sides, is it the same as game pressure? No, it's it's not. can't be. But you learn a little bit more about a player and what they what you can trust them to do in crunch time. And these are just assessments that we were unable to, that they were unable to as a coaching staff make in practice. So everything we see, the quality of all of it is better. It's just a matter of how you handle those details. And then for us as media members, look, I could tell you that if we were watching an 11 on 11 and there were some notes that we were taking on the ones or the twos, Mm -hmm. when the threes came on the field, I mean, you're looking at it, but you're probably circling a couple of things that you just watched to underline and make, make sure that you know, all right, Malik McClain last year had a really good day, or, or Kentron had a good day. Then the threes would come out, and there wasn't much to learn because they couldn't block, and Duffy was a true freshman. Now, with all the way through the threes and even some work with the fours, all of those reps can teach you something because any one of those players might be good enough to climb up the ranks, and also they're getting a fair assessment in, in an 11-on-11 drill. It's just, again, the way we assess what we see every day is different, and I'm glad for the coaching staff that they have a more crystallized idea of who they have and who they don't, so they don't have to guess on a Saturday in September, is this real, or is it because we're just bad at this position that he's my best guy in this situation? I wish, I, I would love to be able to, um, this is where the only time, if you're breaking down rosters and practices and competition being a national like somebody shipping you paying for you to fly around the country if you worked for a national outlet if you could pick and choose where you wanted to go and I'm coming at it from a four state angle so it's completely unfair of this this scenario I would love to leave the late in spring having collected the data the data points that we see you know hey they're better here they're better there this kid's for real he's nationally good 
as opposed to ACC good. This kid's SEC level great as opposed to ACC level great. There is a difference. You know, and on and on and on we go. And let's just go fly into Athens. Let's go fly in, uh, you know, to programs. Even like Texas A&M where they're loaded with talent and Jimbo has failed to get the most out of them and really should be a funny year watching the clown show that's going on up there. Um, <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall for those team meetings. But uh, but that said, like, just to, to gauge the caliber of athlete and how far it goes, how far down the roster it goes, because I think that's the one thing we just won't know. We know they're better. We know they're better across first string and second string. We know, but we just don't. How close are we to that championship level? And without being able to see other teams practice, you can go back to last year's game film and watch Georgia play. You can watch these teams play. I just I would like to to have that at the end of spring, uh, like compare and contrast on a Monday and a Tuesday. Well, and that's like uh, it's like anything else. They're setting the stage for that to be the case in the fall. You know, you're not trying to arrive yeah. as the best version of yourself by the spring game on April the 15th, but you're trying to lay the foundation for a lot of these younger guys or these transfers that when they hit fall camp, they're going to take off running. Like, for example, I wouldn't be stunned if either Kirkland or Jones, the two defensive backs, are getting some important reps in fall camp where maybe they're tested to see how far they could go. That's why being an early enrollee is important. I think the same of Andravius Jacobs. I really like that kid. I like that kid too, yeah. It's too soon to say for sure that he's going to get important reps. But, man, if you teach the fundamentals of our system over the next month or so and he has those principles down and you put him out there on the field in fall camp where he knows where he needs to be assignment-wise and you let the athleticism take over, that kid could still make plays against the better defensive backs that we have. But he's got to be able to grow and he's got to be able to show that he can handle those basic principles. So that's what Springs about is putting these kids in position to take off. And if they do, and let's say beyond the transfers, you've got three or four freshmen mm -hmm. who can rotate in and you're not completely lost and you're not completely lost as an offense or a defense. That's how you get to that championship caliber depth, because it's not only the vet, but it's the young kids as well that can pitch in and help. Been a long time since we had this kind of a conversation. Been a long time since we've been able to smile about it and talk about it in a nuanced way. Talk about what we are looking to see and how each one of us on the staff, luckily Warchan is a sizable staff, um, you know, we can all take a different role. I'll go over here. I know you love the trenches. I do too. I'm a little envious of that role. If you're there all the time, I'll be standing next to you because I love watching that, knowing that that's good, warms the heart. Everything else is made possible if that's really good. But, yeah, we get the chance to divvy it up tomorrow. Get a chance to go out there and watch that battle in the secondary. Watch the battle at wide receiver. Who's your third and fourth guy that you feel really good about? I mean, obviously, somebody's going to get an opportunity in this camp to make a huge impact given the fact that you're, you're missing a, a guy that played a significant role for you last year. And, and I think that somebody will step up there because they have the kind of talent that can do that. I think what's fascinating is with these guys, um, they don't all have a history with Jordan Travis right. of, of being connected. And so that's that's an intangible. It could be Kentron. It could be Winston Wright. Uh, it could be Darion Williamson, who, again, it was a small window, but an impressive one. But you have to develop with the quarterback, and you have to have that synergy. Pokey Wilson, let's just say Pokey Wilson had that synergy with Jordan, especially in big games. Last year, that was something that you could count on. I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's the fun data mining we're going to be doing. Go rest your voice, sir. Relax. Yeah. Uh, tonight I will be on the Monday Night Smash there with Ira. Look forward to seeing you guys in the chat. 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, go find it. Hop on.
do all that good stuff. Also, one team left. I think that's all that's left. It may have been signed up for now, but I don't know. Go double check for the golf tournament. We appreciate you as we benefit the friend, our friends at Second Harvest. Good job, Director Matthew. Our thanks to Ira. Our thanks to all of you guys. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.